Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. San Francisco. And this is your Friday episode of Bachelor Rush Hour, July 21st, 2023. Uh, on a hill. And Tony Bennett has passed away dead at 96. It calls to me. The legendary singer and songwriter of numerous classic American standards is dead, according to his publicist. To be well, little cable cars. He died Friday at his home in New York City. Battled Alzheimer's. Climb halfway to the stars. He was diagnosed seven years ago. And of course, is an absolute legend. So RIP to a great legend, Tony Bennett. May chill the air. I don't care. My love waits there. All right, so let's get into all of today's news. We've had such a wild week in the entertainment and bachelor world. We're going to get to that all right now. Uh, we've got Kevin Costner. And by the way, we've got a charity update. The Bachelorette, her feud with Nick Vial has continued. We have another update, and we're going to get to that in a moment. But first, some non-bachelor news. Kevin Costner, his uh, ex, Christine, is vacationing with his friend. Oh, you hate to see it. They're going through sort of a weird divorce where he's trying to get her kicked out of his million, you know, I, I want to say million dollar mansion, but of course a million dollars doesn't get you a mansion these days. Multi-million dollar mansion. Kevin Costner's estranged wife, I guess they're still together, Christine Baumgartner, is vacationing on the big island of Hawaii with one of Kevin's friends, TMZ has learned. They got a photo here. Christine is at a swanky resort with Josh Connor, a wealthy financier, Financier? Financier. And friend of Kevin's who lives very close to the Costner family home in, in California. We're told Josh, who's recently divorced, has been good friends with both Kevin and Christine. Well, I guess I'd have to wonder, like, who is he more friends with? You know, would he rather maintain his friendship with Kevin or pursue uh, the... I guess he's probably going to wonder and see how much money she gets from the divorce. Sources connected, connected the Costner divorce have told TMZ Christine and Josh have been very close, although sources close to Christine and Josh say there's absolutely nothing, no romantic relationship. They've been good friends for years. Oh, yeah, you know me. I just go to Hawaii with my good friends and walk down the beach. So either way, we'll have to see how that all plays out. Oh, my gosh, so much happening out there. We're going to dive into The Bachelor right now. So we reported yesterday that Charity kind of slammed Nick Vial after the uh, sort of uh, uh, things he called her. We we played, he called her a pick-me girl, and he said she's a reformed, uh, you know, she's a reformed pick-me girl, I guess give him credit for that. And then he also said she's uh, an F-boy magnet and one thing after another. So she responded by saying misogynistic men, now that's icky behavior. But that's not all she said. She also posted on her thread, of course, Instagram's new version of Twitter, find a new one to play with. Your projection is not my reality, which again, we love the uh, sort of calling out that's going on. And it didn't end there. Also, Charity's brother weighed in and said, y'all really got to stop getting on podcasts just to say whatever. No coherence, no logic, no experience on the subject matter, just loud and wrong. There's fact, then there's opinion, and it goes on and on and on. Well, today we're going to share what I believe to be one of the best uh, sort of fastballs 
that uh, reality Steve has where he eviscerates Nick. I mean, eviscerates him with his opinion on the matter. So we'll share that for the end. But we have some non-charity Bachelor news. So Zach from Tasha's season of The Bachelorette is actually uh, uh, taking to his TikTok to share just how he fell into his addiction. It's a heavy conversation. You don't just go to the streets and decide you want to shoot up heroin one day. A lot of people that come from normal backgrounds get addicted to pain medication and there's a clear pipeline that exists. Here is the uh, TikTok video of Zach explaining his addiction and how it happened to him. Maybe you can spot some friends or family members that are going down that same journey, that same path, and you're able to intervene or help them out, or maybe even yourself. Addiction is something that can happen to everybody, anybody. It doesn't discriminate based on any factor whatsoever, and it did not discriminate when it affected Zach. Have a listen. All right, so I was out to dinner with a friend this week and they asked me an amazing question. They said, how does someone become a heroin addict? I appreciated their curiosity and I quickly jumped into my story because I know how I became a heroin addict. I started this video by showing you a scar that is from a brain tumor I had at 24 years old. What happened during that brain tumor is I was introduced to opiates, really, really strong opiates and a high that I had never felt before. Despite the fact that I loved to party in college and after college, this was new and it was exciting and I felt great despite the fact that I just had something chopped out of my dome. So what happened from there is I got out of the hospital, I started to recover and the doctors stopped prescribing me the opiates. I quickly started to feel like shit. I went into withdrawals. No medical professional sat me down and explained that I was probably gonna be addicted to opiates. And I took matters into my own hands. I went out to the streets. I started buying Oxycontin at 60, 70, $80 a pill. And I continued that habit for about a year or two years. And it got really expensive. What I learned eventually is that I could reset my tolerance. And the way that I was gonna reset my tolerance was by going to the street again, but this time buying heroin. And I learned that a $10 bag of heroin uh, gave me the same effect that a $60 bag or a $60 pill of Oxycontin gave me. So naturally, I uh, had more money to go out and do more drugs because I wasn't spending the same amount. And uh, as I continued to go into survival mode and I needed to reset my tolerance one last time, that is when I found a needle and started shooting heroin. And that was uh, something I'm very grateful for because it accelerated my bottom. It got me to a deep, dark place quicker than maybe someone who drinks alcohol. And uh, That's how I became a heroin addict. And I don't share this video to trigger anyone. I share it because it's my story and it's my experience. How amazing of Zach to share his story, which some people would be so ashamed to talk about their addiction and their struggle. He shares it with all of us and we can see very clearly. I don't know if you guys have seen the miniseries Dope Sick. Uh, Michael Keaton won an award for his performance as a doctor in this uh, miniseries on Hulu. It gives me chills thinking about it. It's a fantastic and heartbreaking uh, portrayal of what's going on in our country. To this day, what is happening out there and ravaging uh, communities and families all because pharmaceutical companies lied to us, told us these things weren't addictive and didn't give 
uh, patience a way to overcome it. And of course, people have taken to the streets because of it. I live in Los Angeles. We see this addiction every single day. And these people don't deserve jail time. They don't deserve uh, to be punished. They deserve our compassion. So kudos to Zach for using his platform for good and for change with his, and by the way, we would love to get Zach on Driving with Dave. He is just such an inspirational voice. So maybe someday if I can uh, cross paths with him, we'll make that happen. If anyone knows or is friends with him, please let him know. We're out here trying to share our platform for the better. And speaking of, um, I mean, speaking of sharing things for the better, we've got, (laughs) I wouldn't call this for the better, but we've got Sierra on She's All Batch, the podcast. And she not only talked about uh, her her thoughts on Michael yesterday, which we shared, but she also talked about Cassidy. We'll get to that in a second, but first, our sponsor today is Microdose Gummies. Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing can help curb your anxiety and keep your creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. And look, I'm no doctor, but it sure as hell ain't an opiate. I'll tell you that much. Microdosing is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that's microdose.com code rush hour. Yeah, when they were prescribing pain meds to my father who had PTSD and they were trying to, you know, there's there's uh, you know all the money that's in big pharma. It's like, God, you just wish that, that people had the access to marijuana, to a plant that grows from our God-given green earth, right? Uh, to, you know, deal with some of their issues. And uh, again, we're not even sponsored by like a mushroom company. <laughs> Do they have mushroom companies? But you just really hope that um, that uh, pharma will begin to use some, uh, some psychedelic approaches to dealing with people's pain and issues and not just what they can concoct in a lab. Pretty dangerous stuff out there. But anyway, because of that, we really do appreciate our sponsors here at microdose.com. Code rush hour for 30% off. All right, let's jump right into it. This is wild what Sierra was saying on the She's All Batch podcast. By all means, go give her a shout out. Uh, check her out on the uh, check out the She's All Batch podcast. Uh, she blasted Michael yesterday. We covered that story here. And now she's coming after Cassidy. Have a listen who like she FaceTimed in the hotel before she like got onto the show and was talking about how like he's like I can't wait till you get back and like for us to watch the show together and all this stuff and they had been on and off and she was emotionally connected to him and liked him but he didn't want to date her so they were in a they were not in a relationship not because of her but because he didn't want to date her not because Mm -hmm. she didn't want to date him and so basically to me i was like that's fucked up why the fuck are you here if you got a man he just don't want you bitch so i was like kind of like mad you know where i was just like annoyed because i'm like why are you even here when you have a side piece back at home who's already getting all the cookies in the cookie jar and that's why he doesn't want to commit to you because why should he and then not only that but like you're over here playing this dude acting like you're super into this dude when you really have a side piece back at home it was just like Wow. So again, go listen to the full tirade. I mean, Sierra is coming off a bit. I don't want to say unhinged, but I will say she, she, as somebody who's not personally involved with Cassidy, like Cassidy had a side guy 
And, and uh, side guy's not even the right term that she used because a side guy is when you have a main guy. She had a guy that was a friend with benefits. It wasn't a main or a side. It was just a friend with benefits. It was a guy that they had a, you know, they knew they were using each other for love and things like that, or sex, I should say, and not for anything, you know, so, sort of long term. And then when Cassidy came on the show, she was kind of slut shamed by everybody for, oh, you were, di- you were seeing a guy when you go on the show. And she was like, yeah, I'm seeing a guy. And if I find a better guy, I'm going to stop seeing that guy and that's kind of the way modern dating works and she wasn't hiding it but sierra's really got a bone to pick with a lot of different people here um i don't i don't want to get on her bad side so sierra we're a fan of you and the mess that is being created here but we have basically a year after her time on the show and still making waves all right here's what we're gonna do i've got the clip from reality steve and trust me when i say it is a good one so you know what we like to do here is we've got all of our different independent podcasts she's all batch reality Steve, myself, Game of Roses, so many different ones, and we all kind of support each other. That's how it is. My fan base can hear what uh, the ladies of She's All Batch have to say, and they can hear what I have to say, and vice versa. I do uh, want to encourage everyone to listen to the original source, so definitely go check out She's All Batch podcast. Um, I hate when I see people that will be like, I listen to this, so you don't have to. At least we're sharing the actual um, audio, so you can get like some cross promotion out of that versus somebody just ripping off a headline and not getting the substance. That's like me telling you how good a Thanksgiving turkey dinner is and my cranberry sauce is amazing versus letting you get a taste for it yourself. So go taste She's All Batch and go taste Reality Steve. I still never thought I'd say that. Uh, go taste the content of Reality Steve if you haven't already. But the bone he has to pick, and I mean pick with Nick, is endless and it's personal. And you have to remember, Nick had Reality Steve on his podcast. And and, and and where do I stand in all of this? I think a lot of uh, Nick Vial's comments, um, he has a lot of good ones. He has a lot of good takes, a lot of good intuition. I thought his intuition with the Braden situation was really good, knowing that Braden wasn't a real villain, that he was just a fun-loving guy and his words were used against him. Great. But then he's got some pretty wild takes. And his take on Charity, obviously we shared what Charity had to say, is not being well-received uh, because he kind of weaponizes her character against her. He says, well, she's working as a therapist. She should know better. Calling her a former pick-me-girl without really any evidence that that's the case. I'll tell you what, that's not, that, that, might have, that might be how you get clicks and views, but that's not how you make friends. And uh, he doesn't have a friend in charity, and he certainly doesn't have one in Reality Steve. I'm going to get to Reality Steve and what he had to say after a quick word from our sponsors. By the way, I wanted to let you guys know, so what I've been doing the last month or so is I've been having my Driving with Dave episodes come out on the podcast first. I've been giving you guys a first look at the podcast before the YouTube channel, and I'm changing things up. So I've been releasing Driving with Dave's on Friday, but I got to tell you, I have so much Bachelor content to share with you that by releasing my Driving with Dave's on Friday, I'm kind of not giving you enough content uh, because we've got so much going on during the week. So what I'm going to be doing moving forward, I believe, is I'm going to be sticking to my normal entertainment news and Bachelor news schedule on the weekdays. And then on Saturday mornings, maybe 8 a.m. Pacific time, maybe earlier, maybe I'll give it to you earlier. I'm going to be releasing the Driving with Dave episodes. This week, we've got Courtney Robertson. She tells us a lot about her relationship with Ben. Of course, she was a major villain. And also, she dated Ari. She shares on that. So that'll all be out tomorrow. So check out your podcast app, 
uh, this weekend, and you're going to get an extra longer interview. The audio is great. It's uh, the first one in the Tesla, or no, second one in the Tesla. You're going to love it. But first, Reality Steve. Boy, do we love to hear what Reality Steve has to say when it involves Nick. I'm like the middle child. You guys watch Succession, the TV show. Uh, the, these adult children are just bickering back and forth. And I kind of feel like I'm the one who just likes to hear everyone else fight. Here's what Steve had to say. To the biggest news of yesterday, which was, hey, Charity Lawson decided to wake up and choose violence yesterday as she absolutely went after our good buddy, Prick Vial, yesterday. <laughs> so, oh, Steve, tell first us First off, really let's feel. read the tweet. Charity sends out a tweet yesterday morning that says, right, so make got Instagram story, and then added on top of that, misogynistic men... Now that's icky behavior. So I texted that to Steve. I said, did you see what real, I, you know, because whenever we like, you know, whenever you, we catch up on something, we'll like be like, oh, we'll comment back and forth or whatever. And I sent that to him and he goes, yeah, what's the big deal? She already said that. And I was like, no, look closer or whatever. And he goes, oh, shoot. Yeah. She just added this little like boop, byline right there. Now, look, here's the deal. Uh, Nick Vial. Uh, he he prints money, right? He's got a very successful podcast. He's allowed to have the opinion that he has. And we can also listen to other opinions. What this is, is in response to what Prick Vial said in his episode <laughs> review in regards to charity on, I don't know what day it comes out, but after the episode, um, he basically, oh, I got an email and it came from AOL. I know. I still have an AOL email address. <laughs> All right, so he explains what Nick said that ticked her off. Let's hear the opinion. Because Charity just wants to have sex with Xavier. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and, and, and uh, this is what Charity's brother's going to say. It's like, it's one thing to have an opinion, but it's another thing to state things as facts. And that's kind of, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to kind of be careful when you're sharing your opinion versus like, oh, I think she might be into him for this reason versus she doesn't like this guy. She just wants to bang that guy. It's like, we're watching a dang TV show. We don't know what Charity's thinking. I, I, I guess. I, <laughs> how do, how do I describe this? I guess it's almost better that he's doing this because I don't know how many more times this guy needs to put his foot in his mouth and talk about women in this franchise the way he does before people start really seeing who he is. Whoa. You know? Whoa. The guy who came after me for what I used to say. Judge? Dave Neal's like a Can big we, person in like Bachelor YouTube, believe it or not. Hey, and then Exhibit B, no, and Exhibit C, that's not what I meant and Exhibit D. How many more times does he have to say things like this You're before people start realizing, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be taking any sort of woman advice from this man? And look. We may scrap this whole thing. To an honest here. Know. This has absolutely nothing to do with any sort of podcast war with this guy. Barrels My scraping. beef with Prick Vial has everything to do with the interactions I have personally had with him. And I don't care if you think I'm pimping for Dave, saying, don't like that guy. It is personal interactions, things that he has said about me that are factually incorrect. Does he have like the this, podcast this that we swag. did together was an absolute joke? He went in with an agenda. 
He thought he accomplished that agenda until it actually aired and it completely backfired on him and then took zero responsibility for it. You can say when you watch the show, you know, I don't like this person. I, you know, even some people say I hate this person that they're watching on TV. I think that's extreme. That's kind of ridiculous. You don't, how can you hate somebody they don't even know? I can't say I hate Prick, but I really dislike the guy and I have very little respect for him. And it's because of my personal dealings with him. Nothing that has to do with, I don't know, podcast stuff. Other than the podcast I was on with him. I'm just saying, like, as a podcaster, a fellow podcaster, nothing to do with that. I know he's got a successful podcast. He gets more downloads than I do. He's probably got the second most successful podcast in all of Bachelor Nation. And that's fine. I'm just saying, when I talk podcast stuff, it has nothing to do with the fact that he gets the screeners early and can watch the episode early and he can get, you know, eliminated contestants fresh off the show, which I'd love to do, but they're just never going to do it. They're never going to give it to the guy that spoils their show. So it has nothing to do with that sort of podcast stuff. It has everything to do with my personal interaction with him. But I mean, the examples are starting to pile up on the things that he says about women in this franchise. Wow, I didn't know Steve was going to go this hard into Nick. This is, hey, don't get mad. Listen, listen, he's allowed his opinion. If you guys aren't familiar, Reality Steve went on Nick's podcast. Nick, I guess, planned on eviscerating him. But afterwards, the fallout was so bad for Nick that he was kind of like, oh, Reality Steve's fan got some real loyal fans out there. And it's like, well, no, that's just an audience. That's like the free market saying, Nick, you didn't handle this right. And then Nick actually ended up apologizing. So their bad blood has gone on for a while here. Now, could I? do I have the evidence to call... Nick, uh, sort of a misogynist, or I don't know. I don't because he obviously treats a lot of the male contestants with um, with a sort of a lot of um, I, I don't know, disgust, disdain as well. So I don't I don't know. I don't have the facts. I don't know if Bachelor Data is willing to go into uh, which gender he's called out more. I'm not really sure how that works out, but clearly there is developing a uh, through line here to the alumni that are upset with Nick. And I'm glad that Charity saw him and called him out for it. But here's the other thing. Just like all the past instances that have happened, Nick will put his tail between his legs and he won't even address it. You cut the crap. That's the embarrassing part. Because she's absolutely calling him out and he won't even address it. And if he does, it'll be, ugh, she's being so sensitive. Can't she take a joke? You know, I mean, that's that's the way he he won't say, you know what? I thought about what I said and that was out of line. I shouldn't have called Charity a fuckboy magnet. Bye, loser. I shouldn't have said Charity just wants to have sex with Xavier. You're despicable. He'll never say that in a million years, even though he should. Boy, I just wish Steve would tell us how he really feels. You know what I mean? Well, we love people being authentic, and we have an authentic fight brawling out. My guess is, as Reality Steve mentions, Nick Vial probably won't comment on this. Whenever he gets like really bad publicity, like when the UCAN Foundation came after him, he just stops commenting on it because I think he realizes... It's, he's only going to dig himself into a deeper hole. But charity season's not even half over. So we'll have to see what he says the next recap about pretty much getting called out by charity. Will that make 
his podcast. Silence will be deafening, but if he comments, we'll be here to listen to that as well. And speaking of silence being deafening, I have not been quiet. My throat's gone and I'm going to probably try to take the weekend off from talking, but I will be, and get this, I will be in Seattle August 24th and Huntington Beach August 17th. I don't have the ticket link yet for the August 17th show. Just save the date. I'll get the ticket link. It's not going to sell out yet. Um, And maybe the Seattle show as well. I've got some very funny friends coming to that show. And I was invited. I don't want to say the name of the show, but I was invited onto a Seattle-based TV show that um, I think I'm going to go on to promote the um, the stand-up show. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest, we actually have people driving in from Portland, Oregon, and we also have people driving in from British Columbia. So it'll be an international show. So we're going to have a lot of fun over there in Seattle. I'll probably try to stick around for a day uh, before or after the show to hang out with some of you guys. Maybe we can maybe we can do like a barbecue or find a place to uh, go hang out and have some drinks. Uh, either way, if you're in the area, please uh, do me a solid and come support live stand-up comedy. Uh, linktree.com slash Dave Neal is where you can buy tickets. There's also a link for that on my Instagram and also a link in the comment section, the description below. All right, well, look, we kind of stumbled to the finish line here. It was uh, you know, the bachelor, uh, you know, school's back, baby. That's the best way to put it. School is back. The bachelorette is heating up. The views are coming back. A lot of people are listening, watching, and there's going to be a lot of mud being thrown in the coming weeks. So you're going to have to stick around to listen to all of that. I appreciate all of you. And don't forget tomorrow, we will have that bonus episode with Courtney Robertson. It'll be an interesting one. I've already got things I need to clip out of it. Cause I'm like, legally, I don't think we can say that. Uh, but, uh, so, you know, it'll be juicy. And I'm also actually going to head over to talk with Andrew Spencer. I'm going to go interview him right now uh, for next week's episode. So a lot coming up and you're going to really like it. I promise you that. Uh, And in the meantime, we'll talk to you later. Have a good Friday, everybody. Have some Diet Coke on me. I've been Dave Neal and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. San Francisco. Seattle. Your golden sun will shine.